0: Old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet one hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports slash WinBet. That's sports slash w y n n b e t to claim your free bet today.
1: Old-fashioned football.
0: this deal right now to pancake
1: eating mother. All right, deal. Old-fashioned football.
0: Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. Six weeks down, week seven is here. Thanks to Paul Stevie for bringing us in on guitar. And speaking of bringing people in, um, I'll bring myself in first. I am Justin Mark. You can find me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. And let me bring in my co-host, my rivalry in fantasy football, but also my partner in crime, my wife. You can find her on Twitter at wifey mer how are you doing today?
1: I am doing good.
0: And, and I, I have to throw out... After what Rod labeled as Orange Gate in the uh, in the <laughs> Mark household, we do have oranges in this old fashion. We do have sugar in this old fashioned, and you did take a drink right when we were starting and said, "Ooh, that is a good old fashioned."
1: It is good. You did good this I week. Did I think good. You wanted to tame down what we saw last week <laughs> or what we heard, what everybody heard last week, and you did good.
0: Get get the feistiness down. Can you believe we're in week seven?
1: No, week seven, only nine more weeks of fantasy football, 10 more weeks before we get into the actual NFL playoffs.
0: Yeah, and you're probably looking at six weeks until your fantasy football Mm playoffs start, depending on your league and how it's set up.
1: In terms, I guess depending, but typically you're over halfway in your normal fantasy football season before you hit playoffs.
0: What do you mean? You mean week seven?
1: What? What do you mean you mean week seven? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I was confused there. You confused me.
1: Are we not recording for week seven? This we is are. we're coming up on week seven.
0: Oh, we're halfway now to our fantasy football playoffs.
1: Yes. We're over halfway. This I'm a next slow. week is over halfway to playoffs okay, for I, fantasy football. I'm
0: following you now. I'm just a little slow. You are
1: like you're trying are you trying to find ways to argue with me?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? You know what happened? This is what I think happened. I may, so I don't believe it, but they do say drinking does um, lose some brain cells.
1: You haven't, you just started.
0: This weekend.
1: Oh my God. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, we had some good friends over, Josh and Haley. And while you had some girl time, Josh and I tried 20 different whiskeys. We didn't make it through all of them, but I think we made it through 20 different whiskeys.
1: Yes. You guys are both huge whiskey fans. You have surprisingly, you you each have I think over thirty whiskeys and bourbons. Yeah, and we don't have a lot of crossover, and there's not a lot of crossover, so it made for a lot of whiskeys to try.
0: Yes, it did. Um, it was very fun because uh, we just we both really like them, and what we're having today was on the menu, um, the the whiskey menu, if you will. So, Miranda, what are we drinking today?
1: I am excited for this one. I know we mentioned it last week, but for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen, we are going back to one of the top bourbon makers we've had on our show so far. Today, we are drinking Rabbit Hole's Derringer. But wait, there's more. Ooh, Billy Mays here. No, okay. (laughs) We are also going to be trying Rabbit Hole's Cave Hill and retrying High Gold. So you could say we're bringing you the rabbit hole trifecta of bourbons.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, um, and we obviously have talked about how we're fans of the high gold when we had mm-hmm. it. Um, we went out and bought Cave Hill and rabbit hole was nice enough to send us Derringer to to uh, try. So... I
1: was super excited. I've wanted to try it. We were It was next on our list and I'm really excited that we are trying it for you guys today.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, week six is down. Well, actually, the Chargers and Broncos are playing right now. So week six is almost down. Week seven is here. Um, Maybe your team has gone down a rabbit hole. Maybe you need to go down a rabbit hole with us to improve it. Um, maybe you've gone down a rabbit hole with some injuries. Should we talk a little injury report here? Yeah,
1: the injury report affected me this week. Why don't you get us started?
0: All right, well, since this guy and I have both donned walking boots recently, uh, Marquise Brown has a foot injury. Now, interesting, x-rays were negative, but today um, he was getting further t- Further testing done. And breaking news as of like 30 minutes ago when we recorded this. Now, you're probably listening on your Tuesday morning drive. But breaking news, an MRI revealed a foot fracture that will not require surgery and potential of only being out for six weeks. Now, I'm having an MRI on Thursday Thursday. on my fractured foot or whatever is wrong with it. You have a fractured foot
1: and ankle. And
0: ankle. And I have been out for more than six weeks, I feel like. so.
1: He's your injury me look might bad. require surgery <laughs> it
0: might. Hollywood Brown making me look bad who's next
1: this one I I don't know where I was yesterday afternoon I'm just gonna put that out there but Dalton Schultz he's been dealing with his PCL injury since week two he was supposed to play yesterday on Sunday and um, he aggravated his injury during warm-ups before the game so I had him in one of my leagues oh, and no. that affected me so it's unknown if he'll keep missing time at this point but that is affecting him
0: yeah and one that affected me jk dobbins had some tightness in that knee now of course he missed all of last year with the knee injury and we're going to talk about him a little bit more but he got me a whopping 1.5 which really hurt me
1: next on the list carson wentz And I feel like this injury might explain the poor performance fantasy-wise, game-wise, too, (laughs) that we saw out of him against our Bears. He, at some point during the game, he broke his ring finger. He finished the game, but he is out with a broken ring finger now.
0: Yeah, like, um, they're thinking four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. They're debating putting him on the IR. you got to think that that affected his throwing against us, but they still beat us, so I don't want to hear it. Um, Kenny Pickett. Out with a concussion. Our boy Mitch came in as the Steelers upset the Tampa Bay Bucks. Wait, there were a lot of upsets this weekend, and that was just one of them that was among the surprises. There were a
1: lot, a lot of surprises. Yes.
0: Um, so we'll see if Kenny Pickett misses mm-hmm. time. You know, there's some new concussion protocols due to Tua's stuff. So keep an eye on that.
1: And I just have a couple more. I know this was not anyone we had on our list, but I got some notifications off a of Sleeper. Shortly before we sat down here, um, Chris Olave was taken off of the injury report for his concussion this evening, and Keenan Allen was officially ruled out for the game that's currently going on.
0: That's like four weeks for him now, I think. Three Mm -hmm. or four And I bet that is hurting your team. And speaking of bet, (laughs) are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day, where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Are you looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet truly hashtag dgens only there's so much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sports winbet slash so that they know we sent you that's sports gambling podcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be twenty one or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right miranda
1: are you ready for this next one?
0: I'm ready for this next Why one. Why don't
1: you give us Sir Throsalot?
0: All right. Sir lot. the ancient. Sorry, that that's probably not nice <laughs> for him. Um, Matt Ryan threw the ball 58 times. 58. 58. Now, we know that Josh Allen, still the leader at 63 in one week, but 58 is tied for third most on the year. So, mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty interesting. Out of an old quarterback, Jonathan Taylor was out. So you have to imagine that they're going to kind of not have him throw that much right. once Taylor's back.
1: Absolutely.
0: However, if you have Matt Ryan, he threw 58 times, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns might be a good time to trade
1: it. I think so. And this, I'm just going to go right into our studs and duds because stud quarterback, My, Matt Ryan, he was only projected 13 and he finished with 27 points. 16. And you have to bet that those fifty eight throws definitely contributed to that high score.
0: Look at you with the beautiful transition right into our studs and I know. duds. It is beautiful. <laughs> um if you missed it, I was on the, the uh Thursday pre show for um prop bets with Kramer and Sean. Now they were a little concerned I was letting you do the studs, just so you know. Um, they said stay away from Lamar. So <laughs> stay away from Lamar, honey.
1: Is that why he's been out of our stud list? <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm leaving Lamar off permanently, um, whether he's studly or not. No. <laughs> so the next you'll on the list, start
1: seeing random people in here who haven't been performing well, and you're like, why are these on the stud list? Kramer okay.
0: said I can't let you do this. <laughs> um, running back. Uh, For the Patriots, Ramondae Stevenson filling in for Damian Harris, who has an injured thigh or hamstring, I think. Um, He was projected a good 14.5 points, but, man, he killed it with 23.1. Definitely helped me out in our Rumble League.
1: Next on the list, running back for the Colts, Deion Jackson. Had a heck of a game. Only projected ten points. Finished with twenty three point one.
0: Yeah. Breaking news for you, not for them, because they're going to be listening to this after we recorded. Obviously, we are not live right now. However, breaking news: Austin Eckler six yard touchdown run. I know you have some Eckler shares on your yes. fantasy teams. Um So good, good for you. I have him in the league as well.
1: And you're like, oh, good for you. I have him in multiple leagues. Take that. Do you? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) I think I only have him in one. So, nice. Um, Next stud, wide receiver for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk. He was projected 8.2, finished with 24.3 after two touchdowns.
1: Next one is going to be an unexpected stud, wide receiver for the Bears, Dante Pettis. Uh, His performance came... Out of nowhere, I'm only projected three, finished with 16.4. I bet that was not one people started this week.
0: No, and our passing game is starting to look a little competent. I don't want to jinx us, (laughs) but it's starting to. Um, Last on the stud list, list, we've kind of been waiting for him to make some noise. Tight end for the Dolphins, Mike Gesicki, was projected only 4.2, finished with 21.9.
1: Yes. Now would also, I feel like, be a good time to trade him.
0: Yes, I I agree with that because I don't um, think
1: that's going to be. He's not consistent,
0: and he's got a lot of you know with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle there. He's got a lot of competition mm-hmm. for catches. Um, those guys, obviously, the first in the list. Remember our point system here. We're doing is a half PPR right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we move on to the duds?
1: All right, you get us started with duds. Oh, I
0: do start us with the duds. I'm going to start you with a quarterback quarterback Zach Wilson, who I did pick. Um, for the Jets in a, in a lovely, beautiful win over the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> However, his points did not reflect his beautiful win. He was projected 16.2. If you threw him in there hoping he was going to get some of that Joe Flacco magic, he only got 4.5.
1: Next on the Duds, happy to announce a running back for the Packers, Aaron Jones. <laughs> projected 13.5 only got a whopping 5.9
0: yeah and uh next on the duds i don't want nick fortune our buddy to get too excited that i put a 49ers in the studs so let's put one in the duds here running back jeff wilson (laughs) is projected 13.7 he finished with half as the falcons shut the niners down in the run game
1: ouch Next dud for you, wide receiver for the Commanders. This one hurts me. Curtis Samuel projected 11.4, finished with 1.6. He was not in the game.
0: Yeah, ouch. He was just not in it. (laughs) It's that superior, amazing Chicago Bears defense is what I think it was. Yes. The look I just got. Um, also, I the, wish. You know, hey, I, I wish. I know. <laughs> we need to get that back. Uh, also in the duds, wide receiver for the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett. Seahawks didn't have a very good game at all, even though they won. Um, but he was projected 11.8 and finished with 2.7.
1: And just to throw a tight end in the dud list, Tyler Higby, projected 10.3, only finished with 1.2 points.
0: Miranda, so um, this game is on. You see me looking at my phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I assumed you're looking at the game. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, I am 5-0 and o in a league, as you have heard me tout. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of my big money league. And I, I I need Jerry Judy to outscore Justin Herbert by eight points tonight to win. I, I don't think it's looking good for me. I will get my first loss. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. It's okay, though. It happens. It happens. Um. Let's move right along because we got a lot of whiskey to get to. I'm excited to get to the whiskey.
1: I am. We have. We're doing something different this time. So yeah. let, let's so, keep moving. Yeah, let's, let's go keep, to our market movers.
0: Yeah. Um. Keep coming down this rabbit hole of football with us before we get to the rabbit hole of whiskey. There was not a ton of changes this week. Which I guess is kind of a good thing for your fantasy football team, right? Because you kind of know what to expect or mm-hmm. get some consistency. But um, th- there were a couple we can talk about. First off, Cameron Brait, tight end for the Bucks. Back from missing week five due to an injury. And he's been averaging 12% of the target share. Maybe it was because of the injury. They're just kind of getting him acclimated back. But he dropped 8% on his return. And I'm kind of wondering if that's an indication that tight end Kata Otten, who's their rookie, is Mm -hmm. kind of getting a bigger role.
1: For those of you in your dynasty leagues, that might be something to take a look at, pay attention to, maybe stash. And I was (laughs) going to
0: say we know Brady loves his tight ends, but I don't know if Brady's going to be around much longer. I
1: honestly... I mean, how many more times? Well, How many more years are we going to do this? You know, we all
0: know, or we've probably all read by now that he is going through a divorce. They've hired lawyers because reportedly Giselle's pissed that he came out of retirement. So does he not retire then? Because if he gets divorced, he could just keep playing. He's not, or is he going to win her back by retiring? <laughs> I'm like, going to
1: retire this year.
0: <laughs> this is this is going to be a, a drama to follow mm-hmm. um, for those of you that love the drama outside of the football. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> The soap opera of the NFL. Exactly. All right. Also trending down or moving down, Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver for the Browns. At week four, he was getting 26% of the target share. Week 5, down to 22%, and Week 6, only 12%. Everything with the Browns could change when Watson returns in Week 11, but for now, Peoples has been trending down over the last three weeks.
0: Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Another one to keep an eye on, Elijah Moore, wide receiver of the Jets. Very talented player, but... Um, 19% of the target share last week, zero this week, he wasn't mm-hmm. even on the field for as many plays and there's some weird things going on there. Um, he took to to Twitter to say, Hey, we won, so I'm not going to complain, but I don't understand it either,
1: which it's, essentially seems yeah. like complaining. Doesn't it's never it? good when the players start going to Twitter and ranting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, that just doesn't seem like a good situation. So.
1: I feel like more on the soap opera.
0: Yes. (laughs) Another. More. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) More on more of the soap opera.
1: Okay. And I know I already talked about him in my duds, but Tyler Higby moving down, tight end for the Rams, fell from 29 to 24, and then all the way down to six this week. I mean, that's no surprise that obviously he had much less of the target share with those points he had. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see if this continues to be a trend, if this was just a, a fluke week or... If he's going to come back up into the 20s for target share,
0: it's interesting to see the teams that are struggling this year. I mean, I know the Rams, I think, are three and three now, but. You know, your Rams, your Bengals, like these teams are the Bucks, the Packers that mm-hmm. are just they're playing mediocre. And it is affecting your fantasy football teams because they are just not moving the ball like we all right. expected. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's talk about a little bit about guys moving up. We'll stick with the Rams. Um, Allen Robinson, not a huge jump, but he did jump from 13 percent average on the year to 19 percent this week. They talked about wanting to get him more and more involved. This is a good step in that direction. Now, we'll see if he reverts back to that 13% average or if he continues up. But um, maybe it wasn't just the Bears team that was making him look bad last year. Maybe
1: not. I'm starting to think not. I did stay away from him this year.
0: I did, too. Mm -hmm. I I, I wanted to believe in him, but... Just after that um, fiasco of last year where he was injured, then he came back and acted like he didn't want to be on the field. Yeah. yeah I did as well.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it was a good decision. I was going to
0: say, we made a good call yep. there.
1: <laughs> also moving up, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the 49ers. Again, I know we just talked about him in our studs, but there's a reason he made the stud list this week. So after trending down um, weeks two through four, he was at 33%, 28. He dropped down to 16 and. 13 percent of the target share this last week he shot back up to 27 percent i am wondering you know if if that's gonna if he's gonna be able to stay up there we do know my jimmy g likes throwing to him
0: oh he's your jimmy g oh he's my jimmy g oh my goodness this again (laughs) Um, (laughs) this
1: again it never ended I (laughs) i thought
0: it was former mrs jimmy g i guess it's back now that he's fantasy relevant and starting again well, you weren't Jimmy G, Mrs. Jimmy G, when he was on the bench. Yes,
1: I was. Well, yes, I have what? not changed my team name.
0: Yeah, no, I know that. I just meant in general. I didn't know you were sticking with Jimmy G. Um, Jimmy G was, has nothing. It has nothing not to do with his, lover. and it has nothing <laughs> to do
1: with his fantasy relevance. Continue. It just
0: his relevance and your fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, so another one moving up, which I'm not happy about, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) Olomide Zacchaeus, wide receiver for the Falcons. Um, Week two through six, he's gone from eight to 11 to 11 to 17 to 29 in a Falcons team that's really starting to believe in themselves. But let me tell you why I don't like that, because it's taking away from Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Pitts finally got a touchdown, but only three catches for 19 yards My Pitts passion is just about out the door. He's about dead. I don't know why
1: you've hung on so long. Uh, It's just just not he is not the tight end you needed.
0: But he's not the tight end I needed, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Phrasing. Um, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Right. Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Bucks. Since coming back from injury in week four, Godwin has trended up each game. 19% in week four, then 25% in this last week, 32%. We're seeing that Mike Evans is getting covered by those defenses, and it is opening up Chris Godwin for some big plays.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And all those guys that are trending up, um, probably starting to give your team an advantage if you have them. Speaking of advantage, let's talk about no-house advantage. No-house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick 'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and get 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five-player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because, you know what? It's not how you play, but also where you play, and you won't want to miss this. Also, we're brought to you by Babbel. Now maybe you're sitting at a fancy restaurant and you want to order the diavolo because it it just it sounds like it's a good meal. Okay, you're getting the spaghetti diavolo. You don't know what it is. You didn't take Italian. Maybe you should have because Diavolo means devil and it is spicier than you can eat. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start. Or like my father-in-law who did order the Diavolo and it was too spicy for him. Babbel is a language (laughs) learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. Um, You know, I would love to learn some more Spanish. I feel like that is very valuable in today's uh, society. And I think my father-in-law would love to learn Diavolo Italian so that he doesn't order spicy stuff. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real Native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, like I said, Italian, and German. Plus, Babel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babel in addition to lessons you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a twenty-back money back twenty-day money back guarantee. Woo! Start your new language learning today. With Babel, right now get up to fifty five percent off your subscription when you go to babel slash sgp. That's babble.com slash sgp for up to fifty five percent off your subscription. Babel language for life. All right, Miranda. I have to interject.
1: Yes, my dad is gonna have something to say to you I'm about sure you he throwing will. him in your babble <laughs> Um, and I just, I just. Keep remembering it. What is it with him in restaurants? We were at, it was a Mexican restaurant and the menu, then the meals were in Spanish. Yeah. And we taught him El Camarones was shrimp. Yes. And.
0: Which I learned when I was at the bait shop that El Camarone can also be crawdad. That's what they would call crawdad for bait. But yes, it is shrimp at the the restaurant. El Camarones. Yeah. And
1: we made him order in Spanish. Yes. And he was like. (laughs)
0: <laughs> a little embarrassed just by it i don't nervous. know how to say it he was
1: nervous he didn't was, want to mispronounce it
0: it was great though because the waitress said because he said you say it. she goes no you can do it <laughs> and he made him
1: say it <laughs> yes um but anyway he's gonna love you for that justin i i'm just waiting waiting for it okay
0: should we get on to some wave we work? should <laughs> let's get
1: back to football <laughs> back to
0: football look Maybe your team is one and five and you're not sure what to do. Maybe you're five and one and you need to build uh, some depth or the bench or you got bye weeks coming up. Or maybe you're like me and you lost Hollywood Brown for six weeks and you need somebody to replace them. So we're going to go over a couple waiver wires, come down the rabbit hole with us again into these waiver wires. We use uh, sleepers, rostered percentages and these are all players that are under 50%. I'm not going to go tell you to pick up Chase Claypool because he had a good game, but he's rostered in almost 70% of leagues. So let's start with quarterbacks, and I'm going to start with one that it's getting harder to support this guy with every loss, <laughs> but let me tell you why I have some belief. So, I knew
1: I knew he was going to be your QB waiver. Yes. I knew it. So okay. let's, let's continue.
0: Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears, rostered in 40% of leagues. Now, um, I know it sounds crazy given his inconsistencies. However, he has been running the ball extremely well the past four games, which gives a good floor for fantasy football. Running quarterbacks hold more value. The past four games, he's run for 47 yards, 52 yards, 47 yards, and 88 yards. That's a minimum of 4.7 points, which is it's a good start. It's a good base, right? He's also had a passing touchdown in, in each of the last two games, so... If you put that with your 4.7, you're at 10 already, plus the passing yards. Um, the Bears' offense actually looks like they're starting to get things together. And one thing I that kept me pounding the drums for Justin Fields, if you will, <laughs> he stated after last game that he's tired of being told that we're almost there and we're almost good enough. He's tired of hearing that because he wants to win.
1: So he better do something about it.
0: Yes, and I think he's going to continue 88 yards rushing last game Mm,
1: he was yeah he was a running machine
0: yeah that's lamar jackson numbers now don't get me wrong he's not lamar jackson he's not passing as well he i'm not saying he couldn't maybe get there because he is an incredible athlete he's very fast he's shifty but um it's still if you get 8.8 as your floor out of your quarterback, that's a good start. And then your passing yards, your touchdown, etc. So, um, yeah, Justin Fields only rostered in 40%. I thought he was going to be more. He's not. So that's, that's my first waiver wire recommendation.
1: Why don't you give me your fab on him?
0: Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. you said that because I was obviously going to forget. You were going to forget. I was going to forget. Now, I don't think Justin Fields is a guy you want to rely on as having as your starter, right? No. This is a bi week filler that you can put on your bench and put him in when you need him, but also maybe he'll start having more consistent games. So I'm only going 5% on him because there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that can get you okay numbers. So 5% for me.
1: Next for quarterbacks, I guess the only other quarterback you're going to get out of this for the waivers. <laughs> And um, this is maybe you had Carson Wentz, and that impacted you with his injury. Taylor Heineke for the Commanders, he's only 2% rostered right now, which is no surprise since, I mean, why would he be rostered when Carson Wentz was starting? But, um, you know, we we talked about Carson Wentz. He's going to be missing four to six weeks. Brian Robinson returned, and he looks like he may give the Commanders a legit running game. That can open up the passing game. Yep, I'm just going to throw that out there. In 2021, when starting for the Commanders, so last year, Heineke had 3,419 yards, 20 touchdowns, even though he had 15 interceptions. He did. He's still got a pretty decent receiving group with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, even though Curtis Samuel hurt me this week, (laughs) and Dehami Brown, Jahan Dotson say what you want about Wentz but prior to getting injured and I know this is just it doesn't sound believable but I even I've double checked it multiple times it's like just really really he was the sixth ranked fantasy football quarterback so far this season and I think Heineke can continue on that same track and maybe even be a step up as far as athleticism goes for the Commanders.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, I'm a big Heineken fan. I kind of had hoped he was going to be their starter. Um, Obviously, they traded for Wentz, so it's nice to see him get a shot. Um, I'm going to move on to a running back. This one's a little sneaky, a little sneaky. Um, Kyron Williams of the Rams, he's rostered in 10%. Now, let me tell you why it's a little sneaky. Everybody's going, who? Um, And this is also maybe better in Dynasty, however... We're hearing all these reports that Cam Akers will not play for the Rams again. They are actively seeking a trade partner for him to get a fresh start. Mm -hmm. Sean McVay said it himself. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a fresh start for him. This is still Darrell Henderson's job. However, Williams was drafted in the fifth round by the Rams this year, and they have talked very highly of him. He had two 100,000-yard rushing seasons at Notre Dame, scoring 27 rushing touchdowns in his last two years.
1: 100,000 yards?
0: <laughs> is that what I said?
1: <laughs> that is what you said. I'd just like to point out he did not have two 100,000-yard um, rushing seasons.
0: Thank you for the stat correction there. Um, let me just take a drink here. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> 2,000, 1,000 yards, not 100, one thousand yard yard rushing seasons back-to-back, scoring 27 (laughs) touchdowns combined in (laughs) his last two years, and he also caught 77 passes, so he has PPR value. Um, I just think the Rams really like this guy. I think there's a reason Akers wants out. He probably sees the writing on the wall. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of sneaking up and getting Kyron Williams. Yes,
1: sneaking, Keyword sneaking because you, Mister, yes, felt the need to like rub it in that oh, you think you were all sneaking and might get a, have a good stash for our dynasty leagues, after you picked him up in every single league we're in <laughs> together, you Not, tell me you're like hey, okay. by the way, guess what I think this week?
0: Well. <laughs> It happened between shows. There was nothing I could do about it. I'm not going to sit there and wait till we do our show to go pick him up. They can't make. No, st- no, no, no. St- I'm not
1: saying that you waited. Like, oh, you. No, I'm saying <laughs> I know it happened between shows. But he's not a we. We discuss players. Yeah. He's not a guy that's ever come up in our discussions. But it's fine. No, I think it's great if you have a hunch. Like I do the same thing. I don't tell you when I'm going to go pick up players. But you pointedly, you pointedly. Made a made a point. <laughs>
0: you pointedly made, made a point. point. Yes,
1: I said that <laughs> to come to wherever I was in the house after you just finished picking him up in every single we room and saying, "Hey, look, guess <laughs> what I just did? Guess what I think about this guy? Guess who you can't go pick up?" Well, shit. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. But before. you didn't have to go brag about it in my face. No, I know that. But I don't go and tell you. <laughs> guess who I just picked up? I don't do that.
0: Oh. Well, I wasn't doing it to brag.
1: No, you were. (laughs) (laughs) You were bragging. You came to me and that's the only thing you told me. And then you're gone.
0: I was not pointedly <laughs> making a point. I was just letting you know that Cam Akers is probably gone. And this is a guy that my eyes no, And
1: then you were right. Cam just, Akers is gone. Not yet. But he. Well, he is. He, the writing's. On, Let's yeah. just be yeah. honest. Yeah. The
0: reports Let's are. be that real. Even if he doesn't get traded, it's believed he's played his last down of football for them. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't pointedly trying to make a point of bragging. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> you
1: were, though. You're like, oh, you, because you felt, it was in your face. I saw your face. You're like, oh, I was so sneaky. Look what I'm doing. And I have this, I have a hunch. And I know it's going to play out. What well, running And back I just to have to rub out. it in your face. Okay. <laughs> Did you go over fab? Because I missed fab on Taylor Heineke. Oh, well,
0: what's your Heineke fab?
1: Again? I'm, I <laughs> your
0: Heine fab, if you will. Oh, what? I got a very serious <laughs> look there.
1: Um, I am with you on the 5% on quarterbacks. Yeah. There's so many. You don't even have to unless you're really desperate. I Unless something happens, I'm not looking at quarterbacks necessarily for my fab. I'm, I kind of hoard my fab for emergencies. I'm stingy with my fab. But I always feel like you can always pick up a good... Like There's always somebody who's probably going to get you know, points out there that you could get after the waivers right i shouldn't say that because we're like talking about waiver wires who you should go for well, but um quarterbacks don't go crazy with yeah i fab. just don't go crazy with it
0: yeah for example sorry not to cut you off there for example in the league that i was five and zero in that i was talking about that i'll drop to five and one i drafted Derek carr and i've gone from a, a just a mix of carr goff and geno smith mm-hmm. now i did make a trade today That we can discuss a little bit later. But anyways, Kyron Williams, five percent fab in a regular league, ten to fifteen in dynasty, because I think he's their future. I really hear that
1: everybody. Justin is going to put ten to fifteen percent of his fab in our (laughs) dynasty leagues for Kyron. So I already
0: own I already roster him in most of our
1: dynasty leagues. Right, but even in our fab leagues, you already yeah. picked him up in those? Yeah. Well any of your others. Yeah. Yep. Any outside of ours, because I know you took the time and everyone we're in just Are you because you're a brat for me here? I just I always do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Gus bus is back on the list. The Gus bus. The Gus bus. Gus Edwards currently rostered in twenty three percent of leagues. Um, I kinda have a two two people here for you. Both running backs for the Ravens, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon is only 8% rostered. I'm just going to get fab out of the way because I know I'll go get to talking and I'm going to forget about the fab. Or I'll just skip I would right over do 5 to 10% of your fab for either or each of them. So these two players, I would keep an eye on them, especially with J.K. Dobbins, nursing the knee, swelling, and pain. If he does miss time, Drake is a good short-term option. He ran 10 times – for 119 yards and a touchdown this last week after Dobbins lef- left left mm-hmm. and for maybe a longer term option, Gus bus sounds like he may be returning from injured reserve soon. He was supposed to take over the backfield for the Ravens after Dobbins had a season ending injury last year. However, Gus also suffered a season ending injury. Um, he has averaged five yards a carry through two seasons and could steal the job from Dobbins, who hasn't been able to get much going. Yeah, he
0: really hasn't. Um,
1: so I think you know if he comes back, like I think he's—you have to watch out for him.
0: We were both all over Gus last we were. year. Um, I believe in one league, I spent fifty dollars. Um, he, my I think, in a couple of our him.
1: leagues, he was—he was very hyped up. Yeah, cause it was and we've just been injury. kind of waiting, waiting yeah. for him to come back and see what's going to happen there. So, like I said, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, start looking at them for the Ravens.
0: Yep, I like it. Um, Why don't we move on to wide receivers, one that I know Kramer is going to co-sign. Wondell Robinson for the Giants, only rostered in 20% of leagues. Um, I'm going to get my fab out of the way, too, because we do tend to just go on and forget about it this is going to be the first time on the show. You're going to hear me say 20% fab.
1: Wow. A good chunk. And here's why.
0: Yep. First game back since uh, he was injured in week one and he only played on a little over 15% of their snaps. However, in those 15%, he had three catches on four targets, which was tied for second on the team, 37 yards and a touchdown. Robinson is an electric player who could provide like a spark that the Giants wide receiver room has really needed because They cannot stay healthy. They have not been healthy all year. He's drafted in the second round this year, so you know they want to get him involved. Um, Played at Kentucky. He's just got that big play potential. At Kentucky his senior year, he had 104 catches for 1,334 yards and seven touchdowns. I don't have a calculator on me, and I did not write it down. (laughs) However, that looks like it's about 13 yards a catch, almost 13 yards a catch. Mm -hmm. That's big plays. That's moving the ball. That's getting you 1.3 points a catch or 2.3 in a PPR league. Um, it This is a guy that I think is going to be good long-term. So dynasty especially, but he's going to have an impact this year too. He showed that even in limited play on Sunday as they they, I guess an upset, even though the giants have a heck of a team this year, it seems like, but they were yes. supposed to lose to the Ravens. So I guess an upset and yeah, he had a good part of that. So,
1: Someone to definitely look out for.
0: Yep, absolutely. Who you got next?
1: I have Tyquan Thornton for the Patriots. Currently only 4% rostered. So he's likely available in your leagues. Yeah. Um, I would maybe go 10% of my fab on him. He's another rookie. He's out of Baylor. He was... Injured to start the season this year, he had a low impact in week five. But this past week, week six, they got him more involved where he had four catches on five targets, 37 yards and a touchdown. However, Thornton also got involved in the running game, carrying the ball three times for 16 yards and a rushing touchdown. He had a great game. This shows me they want to get the ball in his hands because he's a playmaker. Yeah. And while his usage and targets could change when Mac Jones comes back, if he comes back, um, for now it looks like the Patriots want to get him involved
0: yeah no i agree and, and i agree with the if he comes back i like this team led by bailey's happy mm-hmm. um Taekwon's somebody that i wanted the bears to look at in fact when i did all my mock drafts i always drafted him just because he is a playmaker mm-hmm. so i he like is. it and
1: this is not only like for right now he could have impact in this season i i think dynasty wise he's somebody to look at yep and grab him while you can
0: did you say you're fab I didn't remember. Ten percent. Okay, you said it. All right.
1: I might go if you're looking at the dynasty side of things. I might do a little bit higher than that and take a gamble if you can afford it. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, just some quick other wide receivers because there, you know, are a bajillion wide receivers. It seems like just uh, consider for some fill-ins. Paris Campbell, who I know our buddy Bradley Strickler is a big fan of, he was waiting for his one breakout game. Um, ben Scourneck has done all right for the Rams. Robbie Anderson just got traded to the Cardinals. Uh, we believe mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown's going to miss time, so um, he's going to, you know, probably have a role there. And then Rondell Moore, who's already on the Cardinals with route, or uh, there's
1: a lot going on with the Cardinals. There
0: right is now. a lot going on with the Cardinals. So yeah, with uh, Hollywood Brown missing time, keep an eye on those two guys. Yes. Um, let's move on to tight ends.
1: Justin, do yes. you know who I have as my tight end?
0: <sighs> I have a feeling with how you're starting this, but who is it? Underhead. Oh, geez. <laughs> Not this again. Haunted by the ghost of Hunter Henry.
1: <laughs> yes. Hunter Henry, tight end for the Patriots. 36% rostered. Hunter Henry, he was the ninth ranked tight end last year. And this year, he's really been a major disappointment, <laughs> Yeah, no which doubt. is really a good selling point when I'm talking about picking him up off of the waiver wires. <laughs> However, his targets have seen an uptick the past three weeks. And this week, he had four catches on seven targets for 61 yards and a touchdown down if the Patriots can continue to get him involved we know he's a very talented pass catcher from his days with the Chargers Mm -hmm. and he could start creeping back up in the tight end rankings if you're hurting at tight end and you don't have good options in your league Again, I'm really selling this for you guys. Um, maybe 5% of your fab. It depends on how desperate you are at tight
0: end. <laughs> yeah, well, tight end such a tough position It is a anyways. tough position,
1: and I don't, unless you're investing in the best, I don't feel it's worth right. investing in your lower-ranked tight ends.
0: Yep, I agree. But, you know, maybe, like myself, you drafted a guy like, like Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Justin, 5% of your fab for Hunter Henry. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or for this guy, I also have 5% on him. Um, apparently, it's my week to tout the Giants. So uh, you're welcome,
1: Kramer. Um, I, you're just brown nosing.
0: I, I sent him his booze today. I We made a bet on the Giants-Bears game, <laughs> and I sent it today, even though you're technically not supposed to mail um, alcohol. So I mailed hot sauce.
1: Did they ask you? They did.
0: Because you have to say if it's liquid, fragile, perishable, hazardous. So and you lied. Asked, you I, lied. I lied. You had to. To, to the U.S. government.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the and that you're admitting it on our podcast. Thank <laughs> Gr- you, Justin.
0: You're welcome. Um, I, I, yeah, they. What, what kind of uh, liquid is it? And I said it's hot sauce. And the lady goes, "Oh, so it's only hazardous if you drink all of it at
1: once?"
0: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and
1: it's still true if yeah, <laughs> you drink all of true. it. True, all
0: once. the bourbon at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways. Daniel Bellinger, the tight end, rookie tight end for the Giants, is getting more involved. Um, He's actually only scored under six fantasy football points once since week two. That is better than Kyle Pitts. And last week, he (laughs) got five balls on five targets for 38 yards and a touchdown. Bellinger has decent dynasty value, too, I think, because he is a rookie. And um, I think this offense is going to continue to succeed. Uh, I keep waiting for them to kind of fall on their face, but it's not happening. So... Maybe the Giants are legit this year, and that offense is legit. Um, Do you have another one for us? Yeah.
1: One, what are you? (laughs) Nothing. I just really wanted to say phrasing, but I didn't say it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do. I have a third tight end for you all. Jake Ferguson, tight end for the Cowboys, currently rostered in 3% of leagues. Again, I wouldn't throw a lot of fab at this. I don't even really have a number for you, 5%. I, I, it's really, I wouldn't go a lot of fat, but if you're looking at a tight end and you don't want to go for Hunter Henry, <clears throat> this is a long term play if Schultz returns from injury for the Cowboys. However, Ferguson, another rookie tight end, was targeted six times on Sunday night. He caught four of those for 40 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good. Those needing help, like I said, or if you have Schultz, like I did. And you could look at Ferguson and his value. And, I mean, I feel like his value is going to go up once Dak returns. Oh, yeah. And this is, again, if Schultz misses time. So keep an eye on that.
0: Agreed. And I think that's their future. I don't remember. I think Schultz is on his last year. Maybe he has two years left. But, yeah. Um, Just looking at those stats you just read. Four catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Also more than Kyle Pitts scored this week. So
1: Yes. Really, <laughs> why do you even have Kyle Pitts rostered at this point?
0: It's a question I'm asking myself every day. You can't <laughs> you can't drop a player like him, but hopefully <clears throat> you can trade him. So just, you know, watch a lot of football, see who you want to trade for. And do you know where you can watch a lot of football? Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watching all your devices, never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for 7 days and get a 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP that's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Now, I know on Odds Trader we're not talking about point spreads on this show, but on my other show, the NFL Gambling Podcast, where Ryan McIntyre and I pick all the first... Noon games. Uh, We look at Odds Trader for all our spreads. It shows you all the spreads across all major sports books. You can also compare different sign up codes, promotions from Sportsbook to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, ski game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker, so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. No more flipping from app to app or browser tab to browser tab. You can have it all at the tip of your fingers at OddsTrader. Go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire, OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. You know what that sound is. That sound is us, whiz- like, uh, us whisking, I almost said, us opening our trifecta.
1: Yes, it is time for our whiskey segment. We have Rabbit Hole back again with us. We did. We tried the High Gold. Rabbit Hole was super nice the first time, sending us High Gold to try. Yeah. Um, so back on episode nine, it was the week two waiver wire episode. In yep. case you missed it, our um, episode nine, by the way, our not episode the, nine, the SVPN not yes. fantasy football, Thank but you yes, for the clarification. Yep. <laughs> um. But, yeah, we, um, we're we going to do something we've never done before on the podcast, and we're going to try three bourbons. Our feature bur- bourbon is Derringer. So, Rabbit Hole sent us Derringer for this week's episode. Yeah. Um, We tried High Gold on the Week 2 waiver Wire episode. We went out, and we bought Cave Hill to try on our own. So, we're bringing that on as well. We are going to – all three bourbons. Rabbit Hole does have a rye whiskey that we don't have. Um,
0: Boxer Grail. Boxer. Yeah. Right. Boxer, yeah. That's Boxer next. Grail. Yes. I think it's Boxer Grail. That's next yeah. on our list. Yeah. So I do want to try it. We need to have the... the whole collection. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> So we did cover a lot of information. I always love to bring you the history of the bourbon or whiskey that we're trying. <clears throat> I covered a lot of Rabbit Hole's story. They're and their history, and their inspiration. Um, but I, I do still want to recap this for you all. I won't go in as depth as I did um, during our Week 2 Waiver Wire because we do have three bourbons to try here. Um, but Rabbit Hole Distillery was founded in 2012 by Kaveh Zemanian. He used to be really into scotch until he met his wife, who... Brought on his love for bourbon, got him drinking bourbon. Uh, Prior to starting rabbit hole, Cave went down a rabbit hole of his own, tasting and surveying the bourbon landscape, and that really like led to them priding themselves on creating a variety of uniquely crafted quality bourbons. If you remember from our prior episode. We talked about how everything about what they do and create is very artistic and well thought out from the grains that they select for each bourbon to the selecting special barrels for each bourbon, deciding on the proofs going into the barrels and even their toasting process for, they toast all of their barrels for each bourbon that they make, um,
0: yeah, I read that they do a slow toast that yes. takes like 20 minutes a barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that, uh, just to interject that um, thoughtfulness on the detail and making sure that they're doing a process that's not a rushed thing of let's get all these out. Yes, it's a very um, refined process. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, I was just going to say I highly recommend going to the Rabbit Hole Distillery dot com site and checking out their full history and story as well as all of the information behind each of their bourbons. I love their website. I yeah. again tonight Um, I was getting information on Cave Hill and Derringer. I I've already did all my research on them before, but I refreshed myself on Derringer and looked into the Cave Hill more. We, I just I, I feel like you just get so much out of their website. I love how it's put together. Go yeah. to it. There's great information on there. If you love bourbon, if you love whiskey,
0: I feel like we go both gone out their down site. a rabbit hole on their website. And yes. spent like a long time there mm-hmm. without realizing it. Two things I wanted to point out about what you said. First of all, um, proof that men can change because Cave went from scotch to <laughs> bourbon. So, all you ladies that say men never change, proof men can change. Um, and also, I just uh, this is going to be the the little sappy thing, but you know, us being husband and wife doing this show together. It's really cool that he was inspired by his wife because, um, you know, as guys, a lot of us are all inspired to be better because of their wives. I can say the same thing. So um, very cool that his wife inspires him kind of for his vision of all of this that he has created.
1: You're very sweet to me. Okay, <laughs> you can't do that. We can't, I can't be kind to you. Oh large. yeah, we're supposed to be
0: feisty. Sorry. Um, I'm going to forget to buy an orange next week. <laughs> All
1: right, let's talk about this Derringer bourbon. While I'm talking, Justin, I'd like you to start trying it. We have a sample of each of these neat and, and you poured me
0: a big, sample. I did.
1: I got carried away.
0: And it's ironic that you would like me to start trying it because I would like to start. trying. <laughs> okay,
1: it, so. well, well, why don't you get going? <laughs> So, their Derringer bourbon is finished in sherry casks and was ex- inspired by Cave's wife as they created a bourbon that's elegant, sweet, and charming. It's a super premium bourbon that's carefully crafted by taking fine, weeded bourbon, aging it in alligator char barrels, and resting it in handmade Pedro. Let's, I'm gonna try not to butcher this. Ziminez... Sherry casks from Spain's renowned Casnolia Cooperage. Um, And like I said, they pride themselves in their creativity and uniqueness. And they really think out what they're going to do when they're making this bourbon to give it its flavor profile. And they selected these Sherry casks after it was aged. They then blend no more than 15 barrels to produce the flavor profile. And that's all of their bourbons are true small batch bourbons because no more than 15 barrels go into the flavor profile um, and go into the bourbon. So it's also they never do any chill filtered processes. So it gives it an authentic barrel to bottle flavor, which I know we love. Yes, absolutely. So for Derringer, it is 68% corn, 18% wheat, and 14% malted barley. And Justin, I'd like you to take it away with the tasting notes while I go ahead and sample it for myself.
0: No, no, I wanted to tell you to drink like you tell me. Miranda, when I do this, I want you to drink.
1: All right, I will drink, Justin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was fun being in power like that. (laughs) I see why you like doing that. Um, So the aroma... Is uh, sherry traces of caramel and traces of cherry. I really get the 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 sherry and the cherry, not to make a rhyme, but I get the sherry and the cherry out of it when I sniff mm-hmm. it. Yes. Um. The palate is this is kind of interesting. Raisins, cur- 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 currants, currants, yeah. currants, cherries. Hint of almond and a hint of vanilla. Um. What sticks out to me is the cherries. I get a cherry. Taste to it
1: or raisin i don't know i kind of taste more raisin, raisin. Mm-hmm.
0: well and i think different people will probably pick up different things um the finishes says it's a light it's a light finish with a little touch of dryness there is
1: some dryness yeah yeah kind of like a dry you, wine yeah, or, yeah you know? um yeah the tongue just like if you were drinking like you said a dry wine on the tongue there is that dryness yeah um it's very this good. is it's very good it's very unique mm-hmm. i really enjoy this
0: it's what I would describe as um, complex mm-hmm. because uh, I feel like you can pick up each drink. I'm picking up something a little different each time. Um, so it's got a very de- – it's got a lot of depth to it. Um, anyways, it, one of the things that you'll recognize right away with Rabbit Hole is their bottle. Um, it's, it's pretty unique. It's tall and skinny, um, and it's got a rabbit and a hole like um, – would you call that depressed into the glass? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know their bottle ingrained is into the glass. Ingrained, yeah, their bottles really cool looking in my opinion. Um, and then just the last thing you were talking about their website. I I looked at it earlier today again, up and down, and you'll see you'll see multiple references to crafting with love and how they focus on love, spreading love, etc. cetera. I, I just think that's really unique and really cool. Um, probably something we all need more of these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, I just think that's, that's a really neat thing that they, they, they put a lot of, like we said, thought and love into this, but his whole inspiration behind mm-hmm. this is love. And I think you, you taste the uniqueness based off of that. Oh, this, yeah. You know, you're not, when I drink this, it's not just like, oh yeah, that tastes like a bourbon. It's very different,
1: but it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're looking for a unique bourbon to add to your collection, um, this would, I would highly recommend this one. Go out and yeah. get it. Um, their website does tell you where you can find their bourbon near you.
0: Yep, they got a locator.
1: Yes, so I think that's very useful. Um, and yeah, I I do. I'm a fan of this, and I don't like so. It's really good, neat. Yeah, in our old fashioned, I really enjoy my old fashioned tonight, and I know we have an orange now, so my orange <laughs> dilemma is solved.
0: The but I feel gate like at the marks this is over. in the old
1: fashioned like makes it a little sweeter um even yeah. though it's dry <laughs> like it ha- it's dry on your mouth but i, I think it, it adds a lot of character to our old-fashioned yeah
0: you know i think i said i i, I smell some of the cherry and taste mm-hmm. a little bit of the cherry i think with an old-fashioned which has a cherry yeah in it, that's the true orange, it's, but i think it is it really, good i really yeah. am enjoying
1: my old-fashioned tonight
0: yeah um it's definitely a, a good um straight and mix you know we've talked about on shows before how Some are good just straight. Some are good just mixed. This covers both bases. This is good in both. I -hmm. really enjoy it in both.
1: I'm going to move on to Cave Hill so that we can get a little bit of information on that and try that for everyone listening.
0: Another big pour.
1: I know. I When I did that, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) I just don't know what I was thinking giving you all this whiskey. And
0: that's what I appreciate about (laughs) you. Of
1: course you do. (laughs) Is that all you... Okay, we're done. (laughs) um so back to cave hill it was named after generations of proud louisville distillers and was created as a love letter back to our theme of love yeah to those before us who created bourbon showing not only how far whiskey making has come but how it continues to grow and really i think what sets this what sets cave hill apart from others and makes it unique It's 70% corn and it's 10% each of malted wheat, honey malted barley, and malted barley. So all of its, all three of their secondary grains that make up this bourbon are malted. And that's not normally a common practice. And I think that it really adds to the uniqueness of Cave Hill. Mm -hmm. Do you want to cover? the aroma, the palate, and finish? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So the aroma is spice, honey, and apples. I get a lot of honey myself. You, you definitely spice, smell honey me. when you yep. and smell And then the palate, creamy flavors of orange, which is interesting because before I um, I read that, I thought it tasted kind of like, there's a little bit of like, um, think about a spicy orange. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a little bit of spice with the orange, and then honey, then honey hits. Um, mint and hints of toasted grain, and then a finish of vanilla and custard. Um, it does have a sweeter finish. So that's kind of, I assume the vanilla ish that I'm picking up the big, the big takeaway for this one. I get a lot of honey in the smell, a little bit of spice and orange mm-hmm. when I taste it, then fi- followed by honey and just kind of a sweetness to it.
1: it. Okay. So my third try, cause I always try three times. Yep. I got a lot of spice on the third try Did you? Mm-hmm. where I got a lot more honey and sweetness to begin with um
0: one thing i can say about all of mm-hmm. these they're s- very smooth
1: they are smooth this one i feel like has a little more bite
0: see i thought i had a little less that's really? interesting. yeah
1: okay well i'm tasting a little more bite um but it's it's very good yeah i would like to try this in an old fashioned. that's something coming right up yeah, we need to do. We need to try this in an old fashioned. That would have been the thing, too. Something we've never done on the show is have three old fashions, which would be a mess. We don't need to do that.
0: By the um, end of the show.
1: <laughs> but I think, yeah, this would be really good. The, and just thinking of, like, you know, the spice, the honey, the smell of apples, um, the toasted grain... And the vanilla is this I feel like this is a good fall old fashioned mixer.
0: Yeah, no, I could it's see that. It's a good for fall, sure, yes. for sure. And again, like with the the spice orange mm-hmm. and everything, I bet it will mix with everything that goes into an old fashioned. Um, I don't, I don't know if we can rank one, two, or three because these are all very good. How about one A, one B? Well, I haven't. Rit- finished, I know. But I mean, between the two we've done so far, what's one A, one B? Of they're so two? different.
1: They're so different. I, I don't know. Like Derringer is so unique to me. I really like Mm -hmm. Derringer.
0: Yeah. It's very good. It's interesting because we've had bourbons from the same distiller before, and you don't always get that really distinct difference. No,
1: no, you don't. These
0: ones have a very distinct difference. You don't get
1: the distinct difference from, personally, (laughs) until you get to, like, your single barrel or your, you know, then, oh, this is much smoother. These are all smooth. Yeah. These are all unique yeah but they are they're a true small batch bourbon
0: yeah for sure um we're moving on to high gold yes and i, I noticed know, i didn't get as big of a pour no because
1: i you made so many comments on your first two pours that i went stingy on you You made
0: the comment first
1: i did <laughs> um so back to high gold you really cannot go wrong with this bourbon ever since we tried it on our week two waiver Wire episode. This has been a bourbon I've gone back to. Um, It is so good. I was so impressed with the smoothness of this bourbon and just, I just really enjoyed it. This is, the High Gold easily became one of my top favorites so far that we have tried, not on the show, but just in In general. general. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I always talk about my oceans, Jefferson's Oceans Aged at Sea, and now I also, I I always recommend that one, and now I also always recommend High Gold, Rabbit Hole Hole High Gold. Um,
0: And just, we, like I said, I tried mm. 20 different whiskeys on Saturday. You did. Which I... (laughs) You know, after you try probably five
1: Mm -hmm. or six. Yeah, I felt like it was overkill for you guys, but I know you were really enjoying yourselves. Yeah,
0: next time we go back and try, it'll be different. But out of the 20, and we, I mean, this range from kind of your mid-range to your high-range whiskeys. I Mm -hmm. mean, we tried a lot of different stuff. These were, we definitely both said, these were, you know, up there for us, for sure. These can compete with any whiskey out there. Yes. I really feel like they can.
1: Well, they're so unique, and yeah. that is not something you always get with other right. bourbons and whiskeys. Anyway, so go on. So, Heigold has a higher percentage of rye, and it's malted German rye. It's bold, but it's smooth. Um, it has a proof of 95, and I this one, does. it doesn't lose itself in a no. cocktail. Uh-uh. And that, it's, that is absolutely true. It will not lose itself in a cocktail. Um I'll go ahead and cover the aroma and flavor while you're drinking.
0: Um, <laughs> Deal. <laughs> it has an aroma
1: of toasted malt and warm baking spices. And you do, you do pick up on that. Um, and then it opens silky butterscotch, hints of citrus, and finishes with pepper spice. I just only have good things to say about this bourbon. So I am really a fan of the high gold. And I know you just wanted to do the ranking of <laughs> the other two, but this is my favorite.
0: Well, I was getting to mm-hmm. that. I know. So this 1, one A is, my favorite. is high gold, and then one B would be Derringer for mm-hmm. you, and one C because they're all very good. So yeah. I'm not going to rank one, two, three. I'm doing all ones, <laughs> but A, B, and C.
1: No, but this is um this is my favorite of the three that we have. Um,
0: see, I like the Derringer.
1: Derringer is good if you that's, want. That's see, my one A. That's like a. They're all really good, so it almost comes down to a mood. Yeah, I that's could what see the, that, they're, they're mood sure. bourbons like. Yeah. You want to choose a really good bourbon, and what are you in the mood for? Like, if you're in the mood for a bourbon finished in sherry casks, yes, Derringer. Like, that is, like, a unique-tasting bourbon. This is just a, I don't know, I, this is, this, this is only the second bourbon I feel like that I've truly come across that I would choose to drink neat or Mm -hmm. on the rocks. Yeah. And I've actually just been drinking it neat, and Like I said before, the only other bourbon that I drink neat is Ocean's Age. Did you go over aroma and flavor? I did. Okay. You missed it. You were drinking.
0: I was drinking. (laughs) Um, I was just going to say, I know we're on old-fashioned football Mm -hmm. and not Monday Night Football Manhattan. I don't know. I was trying to come up with something. (laughs) um, For some reason, when I smell this, Mm -hmm. I think it would be good in a Manhattan as well. I, we know yeah, it's good we, in an old-fashioned. We haven't,
1: but ever think, since we got on our old-fashioned kick, we haven't gone back to Manhattan.
0: Right, but I think this one would be really good in a Manhattan. Just the, kind of the spice to it, mm-hmm. and then hint the hints of the citrus that I get. I really think it would be good in a Manhattan. Um, so that's a goal of mine next, or not a goal, but something I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this in a Manhattan because I think it would, it's good in an old-fashioned, but I really want to try it in a Manhattan too. Um, yes. So it just it that just hit me as I was tasting this. It's like I need to have this <laughs> in a Manhattan. Right in. Yeah. So um just re- one one other thing here on Rabbit Hole, make sure to check out their merch shop. That's the Rabbit Hole I got lost in earlier today. <laughs> I through. saw you
1: I, I got off work and I walked into the kitchen and you're at the island on your laptop and I see all these t-shirts and yeah, i like yep. what are you doing. <laughs> so
0: I for sure need to get me one of the t-shirts with the rabbit on it. It's called the mod rabbit shirt instead of mad hat mad rabbit shirt um mm-hmm. it's a really neat it's not like green green it's kind of a lighter color green but i, I need to get one of those it's got a little rabbit hear that everybody
1: that. if justin is on your christmas list
0: yes i need a, have a mod gift. rabbit shirt <laughs> on rabbit distillery.com correct yep yeah rabbit distillery.com the Mod Rabbit shirt in green, please. I wear an XL. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. All right. Well, this has been definitely a fun, fun whiskey segment for us. But well, now. you yeah, we get to drink three whiskeys. I know. <laughs> Never before done on the show. That's right. Now, Justin, I wondered. I, I don't know how long we're going to be able to continue to do this. You haven't found our opener for the mailroom yet. Challenge but
0: accepted. You, well,
1: yeah, it's a challenge every week because you have not pleased me yet. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> <I laughs> <that>
0: <laughs> Continue. <laughs> all right. Um, so this is our mailroom audition uh, for this week. Gather around, everybody!
1: Come on, gather around. Got another letter here. It came in last night. What's all this? Send sent for another letter.
0: We got another letter, and we're going to read it. No,
1: I'm not impressed.
0: <laughs> I um, <laughs> this as well as last week's is from the postman. I I, I could <laughs> see the
1: movie playing on your phone that you're holding up to your mic here, and I'm just really you're desperate. Yes. You're you're. Uh, re- it's
0: hard, uh, you know. I'm running out of options. It's I hard to find good options. We
1: need to we need to create our own.
0: We could probably do that. Mm-hmm. You're going to sing for it, right?
1: No. You are not going to see hear me singing for the <laughs> mailroom. Come on. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, opening up the mailroom. First question we got is from on the Discord. You can find him at 77. I believe that's his Twitter name as well. His name is Noah. He is on the MLB Gambling Podcast. He knows a lot of MLB, but check out all of his work on the SGPN. He had a question, which wide receiver should he trade? DeAndre Hopkins, Wondell Robinson. You said McKenzie. I assume it's Isaiah McKenzie or Marquez Valdez-Scantling. What do you think, Miranda?
1: Honestly, okay. I don't know.
0: We are are, not to interrupt you. We're missing a little context here. Like, I don't know if he's trying to trade for a running back or... No, but let's just take
1: it for what it is. Which of these wide receivers would you get rid of in a trade? I honestly, I don't think there's a lot of value in McKenzie. He is the third or fourth string for the Bills. Um... I can't speak on a lot for him, but I just maybe he's who you're gonna be trading.
0: I, I can say that I wouldn't give up much for him.
1: No, no, I wouldn't do that. Wait, what?
0: If I was trying to trade for Mackenzie, I would not give okay, up. Okay, but I thought
1: I'm taking okay. Yeah. I'm taking this as he's gonna trade away one of
0: these. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm saying it doesn't say a, trade for. No, I'm saying as a trade partner. I would not give up much for Isaiah. Well don't do me much. Um
1: crap on this guy's trade. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> hey everybody. <laughs> if he trades to you, don't give him much for it.
0: Give Noah a ton <laughs> okay. for Isaiah McKenzie. No, go ahead.
1: All right. Um and MVS, I am aggravated with the entire Chiefs offense. <laughs> um I just I haven't I have I got Juju right, okay? Juju's yes. been okay for me. When it comes to Nicole Hardman and MVS, I am just – I'm hit and miss with them to the point where I don't even want to put them in my lineup. And I I didn't – I sat Nicole Hardman this week.
0: And then he scored a touchdown, didn't and, he? Yes,
1: and then I was <laughs> pissed. So, there's that. But there MVS, that. really, though, he's – fantasy-wise, he's not doing much. He is helping the Chiefs' offense and having great games. It's just not translating to fantasy points. He's not one – I would keep if you have somebody who really wants MVS, I would be maybe looking to trade him. I might trade both Isaiah McKenzie and MVS. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is interesting. The Cardinals just activated him this afternoon. Right now, there isn't anything that's been said or put out there that indicates he won't be playing on Thursday in their matchup against the Saints. But Marquise Brown being out at least six weeks for his fracture – I think we're going to see very quickly just how much of the target share DeAndre Hopkins is going to get on Thursday. Yeah. They did trade for Robbie Anderson. We'll see if he'll be sent to a timeout as well by the Cardinals. (laughs) And we saw Rondell Moore get a lot more of the action once Marquise was sidelined. So I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't trade DeAndre Hopkins. I would wait and see. Unless you have other wide receivers that are really good and you want to get somebody, he could be somebody you could potentially use to get good value in a trade.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I would take this. Mm-hmm. Um, if if, you have, if you're a wide receiver flush, so if you have a lot of good wide receivers and these are your options of guys that you're like, eh, I don't care if I get mm-hmm. rid of them. Wandale is a great I was just going to say, piece. I didn't
1: cover Wandale, so what are your thoughts on Wandale?
0: Great dynasty piece. You heard my mm-hmm. thoughts on him in um, the waiver wire. The only person to date to the uh, week seven that I have said do 20% of your fab on. Is Wandale. On. So yes. that's
1: something to think about. Again, yep. either use it for your own advantage in a trade mm-hmm. or use it to build up your, your roster. Yeah,
0: for sure. And then, again, Downer Hopkins, if you're not starting him, I absolutely think he is a good trade candidate mm-hmm. because we all know DeAndre Hopkins is a talented player, one of the best in the league when he is healthy. Now, that's been kind of the—he's uh, he has not had injury issues, which is a good reason to trade him away. He had his suspension for using performance-enhancing drugs, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, he, good trade bait there. Um, I definitely think even with the injury history, as good as he is, trade him away so you don't have to gamble on that. If you have wide, a good wide receiver. So, yeah, I agree with you. McKenzie and MVS, they don't have much trade value, unfortunately. No, so if you
1: can get value out of a trade for giving them away, go for it. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. agree. So I think we're in agreement there. Like, you know, Wondell. if this isn't a dynasty, or even if it is, I guess, and you need something different, Wandale's an option. But I would keep him. D-Hop, if you have wide, if you don't have wide receivers. Keep him. Yeah. If you have wide receivers, he is he does have really good trade value, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Definitely.
0: I might even do it now, before he plays.
1: If, if you're already stacked. If you're yeah. already good. If you are, like, taking a gamble, like, if you were keeping him, hoping that he would come through for you and be a top wide receiver for you and you need it, keep him. Yeah. If you're already set for wide receivers – before he plays before we see how much of that target share he's going to get. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a good time to trade him. Yep. And get what you can for him. Right. Maybe it'll be a very fair trade because he'll end up being really great. Maybe it he'll be a bust and then you made out good in a trade.
0: Right. And and don't settle for for less. Here's a um just to bring in the trade that I I completed today in my mm-hmm. league that I am fairly certain I'm going to go 5-1 and one in now, have my first loss. I needed some quarterback stability, so I proposed to get Dak Prescott. And then Marquise Brown, who I've had, is going to be out. So um, the person that had Dak Prescott had Alan Lazard and DeAndre Hopkins. And I tried to get DeAndre Hopkins, and he said no. You can keep three players, and it sounds like he's planning on trying to keep him or at least seeing what he does, mm-hmm. you know, once he comes back from his suspension. But that this is a team that was – they're one in 1-5 now um, that – that they know they don't have a shot at the playoffs, but they want to keep Dandre Hopkins. So don't settle for a a less value than you think you should get, because mm-hmm. obviously Dandre Hopkins is holding value because this this um, manager has no shot at the playoffs. I don't believe, but they wanted to make sure they kept Hopkins. So I ended up getting Alan Lazard. Um, I gave away a I, I was thinking it was an eighth, but it was a seventh round draft pick and a tenth round, mm-hmm. and I got a ninth and a 14th, but I get Dak Prescott and Alan Lazard. So I think I did. I think I made out all right on that. I I think so. That's the league I was saying. I drafted Carr. I still have him. And Mm -hmm. then I've had Goff. I've had Geno. I've kind of been flipping back and forth.
1: Cycling through him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If Dak comes back and plays like he did last year, you know, if he's healthy, returns from the injury, and plays like he did last year, I think it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be all right, especially adding Lazard. I'm hoping. We'll
1: just have to see. I'm hoping. What is our next question? All
0: right. So I apologize. This one's from Reddit. And it's Casey. And I will tell you a capital I and a K look the same as a lowercase L and a K. So it's either Casey LK or Casey capital IK. But anyways, (laughs) what do I do if I have Jacoby Myers? Do I pick up Thornton and go?
1: (laughs) And go. That is it. No more information for you. that's the question. Give me an answer. I... If this is a dynasty league, um, I I would. I mean, I know we talked about him on the waiver wires. Um, they got him more involved in week six. He he had two two touchdowns week six.
0: Yeah, a running and Mm -hmm. a receiving. Yep.
1: And just that alone, I think that his involvement in week six is what made Jacoby Myers like because. I had him, and he did not perform as well um, as he had been. So, and just like we've just said, fantasy-wise, like, Dynasty League, I think he's a good pickup. Yeah. So, yes, I would would pick him up if you can stash him on your bench and see how this is going to play out, if he's going to continue to get that much percent of the target share.
0: Yeah, my only concern with this is, so I I agree, if you have the space, pick them up, Mm -hmm. put them on your bench, see how it turns out. My only concern is if they flip-flop weeks. So each week, you're going to have that frustrating decision of, do I put Myers in or do I put Thornton in? Because the Patriots offense isn't necessarily built to um, sustain two wide receivers. No, but and we And they don't, also have Devontae Parker. You know, yeah, like, we don't
1: know if it's going to flip-flop yet because this has been don't. his first week where he's really involved.
0: Yes, this is the first one he's broke out. So, no, I agree with that. Um, so, that's why I said if you have the space, for And you sure, can wait
1: it out. Like, you can put him on your bench and see where it's yeah, going to go.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's... And
0: it, if they happen weird. to both do well, which... I still don't, th- I don't think the Patriots' offense has enough to sustain that. But if they both do well, then you do have trade bait. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you have space for them, why not, really? I think that's what it boils down to. If you have the space on your bench, why not pick up Thornton mm-hmm. and see how it turns out,
1: right? I think so.
0: Because we have a very small sample size. So your hope is that it turns out all right. Might as well pick them up. Yeah.
1: I, I would agree with that. I would do it.
0: All righty. Miranda, that's our mailroom questions. And it's week 7. The game is tied 13 to 13. Yes. Um I am not winning. Jerry Judy has not scored 8 more points than Justin Herbert. we are Justin all Herbert. shocked are we <laughs> no <laughs> however justin herbert only has 9.65 at the end of the third and judy has 4.7 so a long touchdown because this has mm. bonuses it could happen it could it could happen fingers crossed to me everybody thank you so much Rabahole, for sending yes, us thank you um, me? derringer and to begin with high gold thank you for reaching mm-hmm. out we love your guys' bourbon we're not just saying that um because it's free I would say that had I spent the money on it, because it is very, very good.
1: And like, if you if you know us and you're around, we, you already know we've had you try these bourbons.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so um, we
1: really do. We like
0: my them. parents, your parents, um, Josh and Haley. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've hung out with us recently, you've tried Rabbit Hole because we we are pushing <laughs> it. Not just just be, not just because, but because we really really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for sending us that. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Old Fashioned Football. We come to you every Tuesday morning. We record on Monday nights, but every Tuesday morning. Please feel free to send us questions. Yes. Slide into our DMs. You can slide into Miranda's DMs. That's fine. Um, He won't bite.
1: Well,
0: (laughs) I might, but... It'll be okay. I don't bite hard. <laughs> um, slide into Miranda's DMs with the question. She's probably the more organized of the two of us anyways. This is true.
1: I'm not even going to. There's no point arguing that, Justin. <laughs> I'm way more organized than you are.
0: Subscribe to the SUPN Fantasy Football YouTube channel. We're not on there right now, but we might be at some point. Subscribe to it anyways because uh-huh. there's a lot of good content from all our contributors there. Check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check out um, SGPN Fantasy Football Podcasts. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, all those mm-hmm. things.
1: If um, you're listening to us on Apple, please leave us a review.
0: Yes, and mention Old Fashioned Football because we have a little friendly competition. Yep, it is
1: still. We are all about the competition yes, and it yeah. is still going. <laughs> yep, It's
0: still going um, between all the fantasy football shows that we put out. So, a little, little competition going on. Make sure you mention Old Fashioned Football. I already did see one review that said Old Fashioned Football. Thank you for that. And um, keep them coming. Because even if you say we suck, I don't think we suck. We, we we have fun with this every week. But, you know, just mention our name. It'll still work out in <laughs> our favor. <laughs> um, Miranda, how's your Old Fashioned looking?
1: It's just about gone.
0: Going once. Going twice.
1: Sold. Old Fashioned Football.